Whoa. Hello. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the trading desk with me, myself, Joshua Thanos, my Lord and Savior, Jason Main, and our newest apostle, Rob Velasquez, where the street name is Spanish Rob. That's right, Spanish Rob. Hey, How's man. it going? How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course, no problem. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. for uh, making the trek. Uh, it's not that far. Yeah. So. It's farther than our trek, so <laughs> more than I do there to come are. on this show. So our, but, uh, our very first Thursday episode. Live, yes. Live. So if you guys are uh, oh, wow. yeah, if you guys made the trek and actually logged in on a Thursday, then congratulations, you were paying attention last week when we told you this was happening. And uh, for that, you're rewarded with a very special guest this evening. Um, you want to just roll right into wrist shots? Uh, sure, man. Go for it. All right. So what do you got? I got the ever elusive Pam 510. There we go. So this is the Panerai reference Pam 510. For those of you that don't know the watch, this is basically the the modern uh, version of the Pam 111. So uh, the main difference there is the in-house eight-day manual wound movement. And then uh, loom for days. I just changed the strap back to this uh, oil calf today. So 44 millimeter, uh, pretty much the only Panerai that I can ever really need, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, we were talking about that I before. I had it on that accordion strap, and today I switched it out to this to match the, uh, the shirt a little yeah. bit. Rob, you want to go next? You got a uh, double wrist shot. Well, sure. I mean, how do I do this? Just right. So just point it towards the two large cameras right in front of you. Okay, so here's the, uh, the Batman. And a uh, hey, Tiger Monaco. Oh, there it is. It's wow. uh, Tiger Monaco Vintage, the uh, limited edition they made for Steve McQueen for the 40th anniversary of Le Mans before they had the rights to use the Golf. So it just says Monaco at the bottom. Oh. Uh, favorite. I've had it for. Um, That's sweet. How old uh, is that? I think I got it like 2006 or 2007. Very long time ago. Wow. Um, I like that. Then, yeah. That's a cool I mean, piece that's like distinctive enough that it doesn't really matter where your collection goes. You can just always, you know, yeah. it's different. Exactly. Yeah. And then you got the Batman. Which is now worth what thirty or forty thousand dollars? I mean, who knows? I don't even. I mean, I, I keep hearing these rumors about them being discontinued, and uh, and the funny thing is, I I kind of got it as a placeholder for the Pepsi because I mm -hmm. wanted the Pepsi. It was like right. the first modern Rolex being in this industry for so long. I've never actually, never really like got around to, to wanting a Rolex, and then the Pepsi came out Basel last year, and I was like, oh my god, I need. I'm actually gonna have to buy a brand new Rolex. Really. Uh, and I opportunity came arose and I, I was able to get this and I, I got it as like a placeholder for the Pepsi um, and that didn't I now I don't know if I can part ways with it because I just love it so much and everyone's just like oh my god don't trade that for a Pepsi no. it's amazing and I'm like ah, it's tough because it really is amazing the blue on this is like nothing else it pops and it's, it's infinitely way, better oh than your, and it's than the, Pepsi. It, the blue is so much better on this than the Pepsi unfortunately because mm -hmm. I mean, they just haven't figured it out, so I don't know why. Jason, go ahead and mute your computer there. <laughs> this is your first episode. So that's, no, yeah, I agree with you, dude. I love the Batman. I think Batman is better than Superman anyways, or Pepsi. So the colors are better, and the watches, I mean, the bracelet uh, falls short, I think, on the Pepsi. If they did the hidden clasp, we talked about, talked about that before, it would be better with that with the Jubilee. But um, I think you made a great decision, and financially also, which you seem to be... Very good at doing things like that as well. <laughs> Buying watches Apparently. that go value. But uh, sweet, man. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate Thanks. you wearing two watches today. Well, I mean, I can't not wear two watches. I've been wearing two watches every day for the last, I don't know, 14 years or sure. something. And I feel like if you only have so many days, why choose only one day? Why, why choose only one watch per day? Like, why? I mean, we, we all have a lot of watches, right? So yeah. why not choose I'm not going to argue one. with you. Jason, yeah. would you like to argue? Uh, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, guys. And then uh, you guys have seen this watch. Let me take the fingerprints off of it. Let's get a shot. So this is 
my only panorama I collection now, and that is the PAM002. It's an A serial, so hashtag 2A, and uh, which means it's from 1997. Uh, you guys uh, should know the story on this by now if you've been watching for a while. Uh, but basically, the patina you see is water damage. So uh, great watch. I love it. I haven't been wearing it as much as my collection has grown like substantially in the last like six months to a year. I imagine. Yeah, well. And uh, I'm spending too much on watches, which will be uh, yeah. 2019. I'm not allowed to anymore. I can I can relate. <laughs> and uh, yeah, only Panerai I need right now. I am coveting a Radiomir, which I might trade for re uh, in the next few months or so. But I have to keep my out of pocket low. Same piece you wore on the show. Maybe I was looking at there was a Pam 210 that came into yeah. super low cost. I might be able to work out a trade with the company. We'll see what we do. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I need a Radiomir in, which is kind of how I started my journey. My first watch was a, uh, a Panerai Radiomir is a 380. Mm. So my first Swiss watch at all, and I started with OJ. Um, yeah, I remember. And, and, yeah, watch you want exactly. So he got 380 was a cool watch. Yeah, he stuck well, me with the love of Panerai, which uh, <laughs> you know not not many guys in this industry are, are obsessed with Panerai the way I am. So um, I'll probably have to get a, a Radiomir in the next few months, but it'll have to be a trade. So. I'm we'll loving. I'm loving what Panerai did this year at SHH yeah. with the Luminar, just making its own collection. Mm -hmm. I actually, the Luminar is probably my favorite of the Panerais, and besides the 1950s, but I, everything they did was amazing. I liked all of it. Yeah, most it, of it. I mean, it was it was it was pretty good. The Carbotech. I mean, I I was reading a lot of the, the like the comments and a lot of different channels, and mm -hmm. it seems like the pricing is what a lot of people got kind of bent out of shape about, and I understand why because I mean, seventeen thousand for a Panerai Carbo. But yeah, um, it's a little well. But that that's the current for the for the original Carbotech. That was the current price point. So they didn't really change that. Yeah, they didn't really change it. They and changed the way the look of the watch, which I think is an upgrade. Oh, agreed, totally. Yeah, I don't really like the blue on the dials. Like that's something that they did. I don't. None of the new watches seem to have that, which I'm I'm kind of happy about. Right. And if you if you uh, if you listen to Jean Marc, he was saying the Carbotech or sorry the 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 um, submersible is going to be showcasing the future of the brand so all the new technologies all the new dials and everything stays that in that case and then anything in terms of historical pieces is going to be in the original radiomir case so like the 721s which you know was before his time now because he's, he's a new ceo but he was he mentioned in an interview that yeah, in the past or sorry all the vintage stuff is going to be showcased in the in the radiomir case so you're just going to have a clear divide between those so I think it's a it's a cool direction for the brand. Price points are price points. I mean, whether or not you agree with like the differentiation, I think it makes sense to kind of clean the lines up. Yeah, you know, because Panerai has always been one of those companies where it's just a little bit too all over the place. Mm -hmm. and they make so many new models that I think cleaning it up and maybe even uh, going in and cutting out, discontinuing some stuff might make sense. I would hope. And uh, just you know, let's have like 15, 20 watches max. I think it would make the brand a lot stronger in the long run. But yeah, no, I agree with point. you. It's good. All right, so uh, the next segment of the show, if you guys aren't familiar, I know Rob doesn't. I think this is you had you didn't even heard but hear about this show until no, I, I've yeah. definitely heard. I've seen a few things. I've seen I've seen Tim and I've seen Ryan. I mean, I've seen this, I've seen the last episode you guys did. Oh, did thank a, you. Did a little research. Appreciate that. <laughs> cool. So uh, next segment will be this or that. Mm. Ooh. All right, Jason. Why don't you start with this? You want me to go first? Yeah, All I right. do actually. So okay? you want to, uh, Turbs under 20 yeah. was the uh, the idea here. So Theme. we uh, went through the vault, mm -hmm. picked out some uh, some pretty pieces here. So Turbions that can be had pre-owned under $20,000. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Let's see if we can get a shot of that enamel dial. That is a uh, UN Turbion. There you are. This is the marine case in 43 millimeter, stainless steel. 
So uh, awesome everyday tourbillon, water resistant, uh, sporty watch by nature, screw down crown, get you that really, really nicely designed uh, exhibition case back there, beautiful detailing. And then so uh, rather simple, you know, it's just a marine case, but power reserve indicator at the top, uh, big tourbillon cage at the bottom, very, very nice enamel dial. Kind of tough to get this uh, on camera, you really can't, there you go. That's nice. Put on your wrist, Very, very clean. Yeah, I was wearing it earlier. It's actually really nice. Looks even better it's, on the um, wrist, I think. I think it's it's a nice piece that's... I, I think actually both these watches are nice selections, and at 20 grand, they're more of an everyday turb. Mm -hmm. um, so Which I should certainly see... Yeah, it definitely uh, wears more like a sports watch than a yeah. dress watch. So, I mean, you yeah. take out the leather and put a, a rubber strap on that. I mean, that's a solid everyday... Throw in the water. The fact that it's steel, it has a turbine on it, and enamel yeah. dial for under twenty. It's right. is is kind of mind boggling because that's not something you, you see every day, and I don't think people appreciate or yeah. or even realize what that is. I mean, I think we a lot of us see it or have seen it in passing. Mm -hmm. and I don't think we pay enough attention to it. Do we know the retail on that, Jay? Uh, I, I think it was. I, I did not look it it's up. Got to be over thirty. Right? Yeah, I think it was around thirty. But you always um, has really good prices. Yeah. You, I think they offer a pretty good value <laughs> uh, pop for what it is. And then the other thing I will say too is. The, uh, with the white enamel, you have these really, really stark uh, black hands, which make the watch actually usable and, and readable. Yeah, highly legible. You see, yeah, the, the read-off capability is, is high. So you see a lot of these, you know, tourbillon dress watches or whatnot. You can't even read the time on the thing. So I appreciate the fact that uh, if I'm going to spend $17,000 on something, that I could actually put this on my wrist and wear it on a regular basis well it's a, yeah that's so that's yeah, a very wearable piece that you can get into a collection if you have say like a 10 or 20 piece watch collection so yeah. you're you know a little bit more of an advanced collector it's well value for dollars is fantastic you get uh, a brand that's in-house movement um you're getting a brand right rob yes yeah okay sorry so <laughs> wasn't you like trying to get this to load yeah. like it can't so, get this to load in uh in-house movement um a diving tourbillon, which is you know very practical, guys, because because uh, you, know, <laughs> you kind of need the effects of gravity yeah. underwater. Listen, uh, you want yeah. the sharks to be impressed. That's right, that's right. So, all right, so that's this. You guys it can vote in the poll. Extreme amount of wrist presence. That white dial. It's nice. It really captures the eye. It's a watch I don't hate. Yeah, that's for sure. So, uh, so its competition today for a tourbillon under twenty thousand dollars is. Let's go ahead and get a screenshot there. The Tag Heuer O2. Caliber O2 T, right for Turbion, I assume. So now this is an extremely sporty Turbion. I don't know if there's a sportier Turbion that exists. Can you think of one, Jay? Rob? Um, no, you can't. So what you have is you have titanium coated with PVD, I believe. The bezel ceramic. It's a uh, screw down cr crown with uh, the chronograph. And gold lugs. This is not the um, the module tourbillon. This is just the way it goes. Doesn't you can't change this watch. Twenty four five retail can be had mid teens and extremely sporty. Again, it's a watch that you know if you're gonna spend if you want a tourbillon in your collection but you don't want to spend fifty sixty seventy thousand dollars. You just want the complication because of the complication, not because maybe the heritage or the provenance of the of the brand. It's a fantastic piece to have. Right? And you I have... think it's a good argument against something that's like a true budget, like some of the true budget tourbillons that are out there. The that, Chinese you know, like Well, not Seagull even that, but like uh, the, the Frederic Constance, you know, the $12,000 tourbillons sure. that are out there now. Like pre-owned, why wouldn't you buy that or this for that point? Like, um, yeah, don't, don't buy a, so, Frederic Constance. 
in this in the actual uh, spirit of this or that, we actually we have a poll now. Back. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We've been missing the poll for a little right. while, so we'll pull that up. And uh, who's winning? I have a display fan. Josh's it. defeat. Look at oh, that. Oh, 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 that's bad. So, uh, did you did you vote yet? No. Can you vote, please? I can't for the, even for the tag for, the, for yeah. Oh lord, that's sad. <laughs> for uh, for the viewing. Hold on, I'm audience. Do quick. you have an opinion on? I'm on gonna this go. That? I, you know what? It, it's it's really tough because you have uh, this is more of a classic dress watch with the Roman numerals mm -hmm. and the leather strap. That's more of a all around kind of like you can wear it all the time. You mm -hmm. know, it's got the gold. It's still not that much because it's just the lugs. Yeah. Um, and I, to be personally, I would go with that one just because <sighs> I'm a sucker for chronographs. I love chronographs. Yeah, okay. So I mean, you get to come back I, on the show. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I do it again. I say what I, I say the right thing. I got well, that twenty for you. Here's, <laughs> here's how I can tell you I, I respect the pick because he knew he was losing before he picked it. So <laughs> I mean, so listen, you know I know man, it was upheld. Battle. You know, the man speaks sure. his, speaks the truth uh, straight from the heart. So. We really talked this up though. We really did. I, <laughs> I actually nice. equally, uh, you know, I picked this on purpose, but I he was e equally uh, skeptical of the two. But wearing this, like, Can I, I could see owning this watch. Here. Um, here, catch, yeah, catch. Can you pass that over now? Here you go. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. Try it on. Yeah, have that. It's my friend. Oh, I gotta make this smaller. All right, don't mind us, homie. Try on some watches. Yeah, yeah these are fun. We'll take Wall the Batman. All right, guys, so keep voting for the tag horror, please, because mm. I need an ego boost. That'd be nice. Oh, this nice. is nice. This is not bad. Mm. It's I not just, quite I as nice like as the tag horror, and you're going to spend more on this watch and the tag. Ooh, look at that's fancy. What? Nice. Look at you. All right, no, you got your credit card bad. with you? To be fair, <laughs> don't they make that in just the chronograph? Yes, they do. They do. Yeah. But then you don't get a tourbillon. Yeah, it'll be cheaper, Jason. <laughs> so we could just, you could get both. They make this saying. watch without a tourbillon also. For it's, a, it's an option. Three grand pre-owned. All I'm so. doing is saying Jeez, you can really? have both. That affordable? Eh, maybe four. Okay, I was going to say. I'll wow, cut you, you guys are really, you guys got some great deals here. Yeah, well, I that, agree with you. That as well, but yes. Yeah. I mean, I have seen yeah, and apparently <laughs> some amazing <laughs> content. Look, someone left a a Rolex. That old thing. Keep this thing Just that old thing. Nice, dude. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, look at that. It fits, too. Like a glove. Oh Lord, that's going to be worth twenty thousand bucks next month. Well, I mean, Jeez. for twenty, I might, I might change my mind. Right, yeah, well, I might have to get that we'll Pepsi. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure you could figure out how to get that and get the Pepsi. Yeah, it could be a thing. That's right. Yeah. All right, here, let me put this back. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely. So, all right. So, keep voting, guys, and uh, let's get to the meat of the show. So, Rob. Yep. Um, you and I. Well, we've known each other somewhat for the last few years or so. Yeah. Uh, Jason, have you guys? Did you guys just met? We just met. Yes, we did. All right, so Instant you have best friends. Yeah, mm -hmm. best friends forever. BFFs. Well, you guys have similar, you know, uh, history in terms of uh, where you started. And We've all been that, right? through so the same struggles. We have, right. yeah. We have. So, you, but you have an interesting history in the brand, uh, and a couple things that I kind of look to you about is like social media is a big deal, and you were one of like the first guys to talk about watches on social media and grow like a presence. And also, you've been in the industry for how long? About fourteen years. Oh wow, thirteen and change. This is my fourteenth year starting now. Um, and started I started when you were 12. Yeah. <laughs> I do look young, no? Um, yeah. I started in the industry in retail. We started at the same place at Tourneau a long time ago when, uh, at the heyday when Tourneau was like the world's largest the retailer place. of watches. Yep. It was the, and they were growing exponentially. And, now uh, Booker. Now Booker, yeah. I'm not surprised. You know, and there's, there's so many other great brands that are coming up. There's uh, a lot of great retailers. Um, including, uh, you know, this one. Yeah, um, But we, yeah, we started <laughs> Tourneau back in like mid-2000s, pre-digital, pre 
blogs. The only thing I think was around back then were forums. And yeah. we got everyone got their news basically from print magazines. You know, Joe Thompson was your guy. Joe Thompson was the Ben Clymer at the time. Like Joe Thompson was the guy. He was the messiah. Everyone listened to everything he said. But it was also a completely different industry. When I started, I had like long hair down to here. I was maybe I was like twenty three or something. And uh, I remember all of our clientele was like forty to sixty years old. You know, male. Yeah. You know, somewhat affluent like it wasn't it wasn't i mean there was a decent amount of middle class because there was the watches were like in the one and three thousand dollar range i sure. remember you had your Movado, you had omega that was two three thousand dollar range your breitling was two to five well you started in the gear right Tour. yeah i opened gear aventura uh before diving very strongly into pre-owned but yeah all the uh sub two thousand dollar watches more or less uh, You're the guy who was selling people on Invicta. Shame. Yeah, we Shame brought them in they had, they the fact, Invicta? but we didn't we didn't, didn't open with Invicta. I don't think they were around when we opened the store. Well, you sold Invicta to Shaq, didn't you? No, that was a Breitling Super Avenger. Oh, okay, better. Nice. It's better than Invicta. Better factory diamonds. Ice T. Who was it? Uh, Ice T bought seven Invictas. Yes. Shame on wow. you. Wow. Shame on, one, on yeah. you. Shame on you. I tried to tell him, man. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't want to listen. Listen. You tried. You did your best. I tried. People don't believe me. Yeah, Coco there too. <laughs> it, was, it was a whole thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Coco was there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we had, we had a couple of uh, rappers. They were, they were cool. Well, in so New what, Jersey. Jersey's re Okay, so you started <laughs> in New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, did yeah. come in and, and buy some, some. So do you remember the first watch you ever sold? Um, that's hard. I'm going to say one of the. Rolex Turbion. One of the first ones I sold, I remember, was a Blanc Pond. I had just started, and we had Blanc Pond because the store had just opened. We had just opened the store. Uh, Tornado was just expanding, and it was just a brand that we just happened to have. They just threw in like 30 different brands. Right. And I didn't know anything about it. I had just started in the industry. I'd only been selling like jewelry uh, and like uh, Movados and Sago and Citizens before that. Sure. The only thing I knew was Movado coming into the store. And I didn't know what a Blanc Pond was. I remember selling it to a to a woman for a gift because it was like right around uh, Black Friday Christmas time. Nice. And I remember the, the husband coming back and being so upset like why'd you sell my wife this oh, watch? God. Because it's not like you know some unknown brand. Because she pointed at it and gave that. me her credit card. Basically I, I was just like, her, like it's a pretty solid watch. I didn't know watch. any better is the answer. A I didn't know better. B it's a pretty solid watch especially now in hindsight. I'm like oh that was a really good the watch. It was nice. like an aqua lung with a big oh. date. Oh. There you go. Um, like today that watch is fire. Yeah, it, it's it's really fire. Watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's, it's such a great, great such a great yeah. brand. And I love the Fifty Fathoms. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the Fifty Fathoms too. I like the uh, what? Oh, the, the new radiation is my favorite. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah it's okay. Great. So you were so Torno, and then so how did you get to be Spanish Rob? Oh, so the 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 branding of Spanish Rob was really just branding, and you know, and I, I wish if I had started my branding like everyone does, like when they get into the watch industry and just change it completely, like horological this or watch that or blah blah blah. Like everyone has got like some sort of watch related Instagram, and I'm the only I can't say I can't curse on here, but I'm yeah, the only can. okay. Right, I'm the only jackass that has like you know ethnicity tied That's into not my real cursing. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Well, f this anyway. So, but yeah, it, it's uh, I have ethnicity like, related into this, and it and it has nothing to do with it. It was just something that happened in college and it was just good branding and it just kind of snowballed and I've literally had that branding of Spanish Rob for like 16 something years. So it was just a nickname? It was just a college. nickname that kind of like happened in college when I did the whole Van Wilder thing in well, school and I was there for too long. And when, then, uh, I, so I heard about you first Tim mentioned he goes oh yeah I spoke to or something along the lines he said something he said Spanish Rob and I looked at him and I go can you refer to someone as Spanish Rob? That's the funniest part because people Defensive. are always just like I'm very can I say that? Yeah. Is that allowed? I, and the funniest is when people tell me, 
I don't feel comfortable calling you that. And I'm like, I don't care what you call me. You call me Steve. Like, it doesn't really matter. No, Hispanic Roberto. Yeah, Hispanic Roberto. I, like I go by, I go by, uh... Caucasian Jason. Yeah, Caucasian Jason. Jewish Josh. Jewish Jewish. Josh. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We were talking uh, race, right. not religion, but... I mean, it's basically... We can like, have a debate. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. But, uh... No, nah, whatever. Also. So, but it's funny. It, it sticks, because it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, you know what? It was just good people branding I did, so whenever I traveled, and people could just, like, look it up or Google it, and they could find, like, all the different things. So you just travel. Google, and it's kind of you could find me. So it's, that's... If it's working, that, don't break it, right? I mean, that's... I mean, unfortunately, yes. I mean, I... Because <laughs> I'm like, now I'm stuck with a lot of people just like, I don't get it. It's not... Like, why are you Spanish? And are you even Spanish? And I'm like, okay, technically, to set the record straight here on, on YouTube, I am technically Spaniard. I'm Peruvian, but I'm Spaniard. Like, my last name is Velasquez. It's like Jones oh, wow. in, in Madrid. That's right. So, yeah, so it's... We'll get you a 20, 22 and me. Uh, what is it? 23, 23, 23 and me. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, my, my, uh, my great-grandfather was born in Spain. Oh, but, uh, nice. but it doesn't even matter. It's, you speak Spanish? I'm from New Jersey. People ask me where I'm from. I'm like, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm... Uh, yeah, I speak Spanish. Oh, totally. I wish you didn't, because that would just be so good. <laughs> Not like a, could you not imagine if I didn't speak Spanish and people would be like, what? Who are, what a jackass this guy is. <laughs> I, just, I get enough of like people just like, why are you Spanish? Why would you call yourself that? And I'm like, listen, I, let's just move on. <laughs> let's talk about watches. And, and that's usually what happens. <laughs> I'm just like, well, what's on your wrist? Let, yeah. Let's well, pat my boss my name. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like it makes you approachable. Because hmm. like, it's like, oh, I like that. I like, I like, I love talking to people right. all the time, everywhere. I mean, I'm that weird guy in the subway in the train who's just like, hey, I love your, you know, vintage Breitling. I'm like, that's a Breitling from the '90s with a bullet bracelet. It's like a Seinfeld like bra right. Breitling. And the guy will be like, oh my god, why is this guy talking to me? And I'll be like, I got you two watches. Spanish. It's cool. Right. Yeah. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. I this mean, is what I do. I'm a watch guy. I'll, I'll do the. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, I know. I'm, I'm not here to just you, which is funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do the two watch thing sometimes just to be like to put people at ease when it comes to watches. They're like, oh, okay, you're a weirdo. That's, you're you're a watch freak. That's. Right. I feel comfortable talking to you. All right. Well, it's well, you're a salesperson too, so that's like the that's at heart. That's all of us. Jason and I, you know, we're out. We see somebody with a watch. We start a conversation, and you know. It goes somewhere, but no, I think that it's like it shows you have a sense of humor. So I, I love the branding, and you get the logo, it's super cool. And yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine made that. that yeah. he, he asked me, um, a friend of mine. We were going to like South by Southwest, and I had to get like cards printed out or something for it. And uh, my friend made the logo like while we were driving to Austin from New York, Aww. and like in like ten minutes in the car, and it's stuck, and it just kind of it just kind of works. I, I love it. I haven't really need to change it. I, I maybe you'll change it eventually. I kind of just. I kind of like it, so um, it, like it, it works. It's yeah, good. the the logo. It's, it's I need a logo. Yeah, I, it's funny because I look at Instagram now. Everyone has like a logo, and it's really cool. But um, I, I definitely was one of the one of the older people on Instagram, but mm -hmm. I was definitely not one of the original guys because I got in like a year after because I had an Android at the time and Ugh. it didn't have. They didn't. I remember Instagram was just on on iPhone only. It didn't mm -hmm. have didn't have the Android for like a year later. And when I joined the some of the original pioneers that I consider would be like TikTok. Yeah. And obviously you had a watch niche, you know, yeah. Watch niche was the first one I found. Yeah, Anish I remember back then was like he had sixty thousand followers and right. that was a lot back then. Right. Because yeah. I think I had like two mm -hmm. and TikTok maybe had like five or something like that. And right. then you had like daily watch and then you have all those guys like Watch Mania and a lot of those guys. The brands uh, weren't even on on Instagram. I remember a lot of brands were just were just rejecting it for the longest time. Well, Paddock last year yeah, came last on Instagram. Year, just Paddock started. just recently and Rolex yeah. like a year before that or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which they're doing right. Well, you see they're Rolex like, I guess post every day now. I guess if we're doing this, let's do it. They're right. like, yeah. 
like, oh, okay, we don't need to go to the shows. We'll just have an Instagram account and let's just release all our new watches that way. Which, by the way, well, it's, it's funny because just like what the 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 what people talk about in the industry is about the Swiss mentality and how sometimes they're very reluctant to let go of control and, mm -hmm. and let go of sure. these things. So you go to the shows and you go to Switzerland, you go to the watch industry stuff, and then you you realize this and you see it firsthand and you see how some things just take a little bit a little longer to you know to kind of grasp. Right. But um, you know, we're, you were on there early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean. Back before the digital stuff, but yeah. I mean, what year was it? Like two, 2011, 10? For what the uh, for Instagram? Oh, Instagram, yeah, 2011, 12, probably 2012, I think. So that's um, yeah, right when I got into the industry because I, I know I remember seeing your account. I know watching Nish, and I was like, I was enthralled with like, like, hey man, these these wrist shots, this this is a thing, and now you can meet all these people who like watches, and now this is huge. Like, uh, so the greatest thing is. So I'll look at one of my followers, then I'll go to your page and I'll notice that he's following you, and then I go to your page and I notice he's following you, and it's like, we don't know any of these people, we've never met these people, but we all kind of know each other through social media, and then we'll get like likes or or comments or whatever, and it just it, it it's crazy how how social media I think has changed, especially this industry greatly. I think it helps a lot of industries in terms of sales, especially luxury sure. sales. But I mean, what's better than a wrist shot? Well, Instagram is what it's girls with big butts, it's cars. Like you know, uh, painted you know red, yellow, or whatever, and food. then wrist shots. Food, wrist shots. Food, fair enough. Uh, but, <laughs> but then, is a big thing. But then there's guys yeah. who have wrist shot, girl, big butt, car, and a hamburger. You know, like that's the whole right. thing. You know, and you <laughs> see those. one shot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a mix of that. Those stuff. guys are so winning. those are guys that are winning, winning life. But top yeah. five posts, I'd say, in, in ranking would be you know, watches have to be up there, and it's I think it's changed changed the game, right? When when you say. Uh, definitely, the Instagram completely uh, changed the face of, of the watch industry specifically, just because of how watches are have such an emotional connection, mm -hmm. and it's very visual. So it just it was the medium that works, like how restaurants or certain things or certain Etsy uh, shops might do better with Pinterest or some some. Some uh, mediums do, uh, some variables do way better with uh, with Twitter. Sure. Ours is infinitely better because of Instagram. Right. And I mean, we were the watch industry doesn't really do that much. What doesn't do that well with Twitter, but right. um, Instagram just changed and, and started businesses and started uh, yeah, a, a complete revolution and, uh, of of our industry yeah. the, to the point where Switzerland people at the very top are like, we have to do something about this. Right. Uh, and that and that trickled down to watch meetups and gatherings, and then e-commerce. Yeah. yeah, you know the watch meetup groups and Red Bar, and that was the very beginning. Well, because yeah. well, there was always communities like online. You had TRF, and you had yep, you had the you had the dive watch people. But that was that was also uh, like I was saying when I first started, I had like long hair. I was, I was a kid, and everyone was like a lot older, mm -hmm. and people our age were not interested in watches because they didn't have that visibility, they didn't have that communication, and, and Instagram, social media bridged that gap between a younger generation. Uh, and and watches and this hobby. So, sure. but it was it was partially social media technology, and then I like to give a lot of credit to Ben, sure. who had the mindset to do something amazing in 2008. And I remember when he started it, and that whole thing just kind of took off. Can. And he was, you know, they're very responsible for the beginning of, of the blog, even though they weren't the first. I mean, mm -hmm. you have Ariel to blog to watch, sure. uh, who's been doing it forever, and they mm -hmm. do a great job. They pump out everything. Um, which is great because they're so biased about it. They literally yeah. know about everything. And I have yeah. respect for them. Yeah. Like, or super biased. I don't know how you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Ariel's opinionated. Yeah, he's opinionated. He's great. Yeah. Um, but we need people like that in the industry. We need people like him. We need people like Ben. We need people like, uh, you know, Zach Warren Wound. Warren mm -hmm. Wound's like one of my favorite blogs. 
because they they cater to I think more people in a in a segment which is has a lot more people in the two to five thousand dollar range or even in, in the few hundred to the five thousand right. dollar range. Mm-hmm. So I mean, these people, these pioneers, including people like TikTok and Anish, kind of revolutionized the industry and maybe they don't always get as much credit. But it, it was definitely a time where. Um, People already didn't didn't do this kind of thing. And no. when we when I went to Red Bar for the first time, when I was I was working at Paddock, I was working for Paddock for a few years, and I was one of the four people to represent Paddock for North America mm-hmm. um, at the boutique. And uh, Howard Parr was a guy from the Time Zone from the forum. They used to do these watch groups, and this guy Adam had his he had started something. And one of the kids there, one of the guys, one of the few people that wasn't you know in his forties, uh, invited me to come. And it was I was one of like three or four people that was in my twenties. Right. Um, and because it was such a new thing, mm-hmm. and then I just started putting. I was like, all right. Well, Instagram's a new thing. I'll take photos. I'll take really bad photos of like watches and stuff. Bad lighting. Uh, yeah, so if you scroll back like a million photos, you'll see like the first red bar. Well, there's also the, the capability of cameras back then. You can yeah. tell is like if you scroll back. Yeah, and lighting. Really iPhone yeah. three. Do you remember with uh, six like, megapixel camera? I remember being, uh, you know, the very early days in Torno. People would bring in magazines. Be like, do you have this watch? It was the the ad with yeah. that watch. <laughs> do you have this watch? And people would come in and go, oh, I want the watch from this magazine. It's like, all right, do you have it? No, but it it looked like. So, like, Instagram is, I mean, our community is so visual that that's where Instagram comes in. It spreads like wildfire. And I think one of the things, to your point with Instagram, is that it's so tunable to what you're interested in, yeah. the hashtags and all that, and, and uh, the fact that you can really just narrow down on, and our community is so small as is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, point in fact, we're talking about, to each other, we just met, and it's like, oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. When you find out you have, like, <laughs> 20 mutual friends, or, right. you know, and so especially with collectors, too, their communities are small. So to be able to open it up online but still have the feeling of that small community, I think, right. is why it does so well on Instagram. Well, it's amazing. I mean, so no, before something like Instagram, if you bought a new watch and you wanted to say you don't have you didn't have anybody locally to share it with you'd go online you'd go to like panorista and say hang on look what i got this is really cool <laughs> you know and you'd have to write it up and then you'd have to deal with internet trolls and things like that right but so now i buy a new watch i get to share it with thousands of people immediately right so you can get that feedback and now that the impact of buying and owning the watch is different than it would have been in the past and i think that there's i would have to say that there's more collectors watch like swiss watch collectors now than there ever has been would you would you agree with that? I would agree with that, especially because it, oh. we've completely opened up a new segment of mm-hmm. the of the market. Just like the whole younger twenty yeah. fifteen, you know, even fifteen to forty, you know, which was not a big segment no. ten years, fifteen years ago. It True. was it was it was there was nobody under forty that was buying watches. It was a handful of people. Well, not a handful, but it just wasn't as much. Well, so the other thing is that I I think with things like Uber and stuff like that, kids are now like the money you save up to buy a car. It's like, well, you know, if you're in high school, you don't have any expenses, you have a, a job, you can save up a couple thousand dollars a year. So you don't need a you don't need a car anymore. You call Uber. So it's like, well, I can go buy some badass watch. <laughs> so I think that's going to happen more and more. And with the younger generations, they have expendable income that in the past they didn't realize they could buy things like this. So now that they think it's cool, rappers are talking about Paddock. Rappers are talking about AP and things other than Rolex. And so, RM. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> takes more of a, a summer job to, to save up for the yeah. RM. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Paddock too. I mean, all this stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really interesting. I think that, so like, you guys have been in the industry double or triple the amount of time I have. So like, I got in right in the beginning of the social media stuff. You saw it well before that. and But it's changed in the last six years just like immensely. Oh, yeah. I mean, so it's 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 super interesting. And I and I think that like guys like you who like when I first got in the industry, I'm like, oh, Spanish Rob's and watch a niche or whatever. Now 
we all know each other. It's yeah. it's bizarre. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. It's like when it, you you meet somebody that's you you thought was bigger than they are, and it's just like oh, it's just a normal dude. Yeah, it's just yeah, a guy. Definitely not as cool as I yeah. thought. <laughs> not, not even that, but you know, you you see the you see what he's created as this like living thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this blog, this. But when then you meet you meet the guy, it's kind of like oh okay. You know, you're, you're, you're me in a different situation. One right. thing just, like, just a human yeah. being, just a person. Just Most a guy. people that I meet from the Instagram world turned out to be even cooler than I thought. So, like, for example, you and I met, was it three years ago or so in person? Yeah, a couple years ago when you were working with uh, with Watley. Right. So uh, I was working with Watch You Want, and uh, right after the, like, Godberg's Bottom, and we're work- and then AP, I was working with AP in New York to do help them set up their pre-owned. And I was like, I was in an apartment by myself for three weeks, bored out of my mind. Didn't realize how lonely New York City could be if you're oh, by yourself and don't know anybody. Seriously. Insane, right? So yeah. I ended up, we ended up talking or whatever. And I, the, you were friends with the guy with uh, um, Danny, who was like their in-house watch, not watchmaker. He was but a service guy. Service for, tech. So he was the service tech for the, the store. AP, that's right. And, and, and Danny's like an older brother to me. And it's funny, it's, he was our mutual friend. Can I shout out to Danny, who's going to get married uh, sometime next year. Congrats. Or this year. Congrats, Danny. Yeah. Um, Good luck. Anyway. He's like, the, he, he's the best. Uh, sure. And he's an industry veteran. He was in the industry like maybe a few years before me. And yeah. I remember I remember meeting him uh, at Garden State Plaza because he worked at a small little store right below us. Yeah. And that's how I met him. Like, when I first started in 2005, he's like a he's like a brother to me. Yeah. But it's funny that that was our mutual friend, and that's we right. got to we got to meet because he's he's awesome. Super and, nice. And the guy. industry is so small. Right. So. It, it will, it, if you look online, if I'm just a consumer going online, I think that it's a humongous industry. You got all these websites. You got Joma Shop, and you got authentic watches. You got Gogbergs. Everybody's got a website. And you think, but reality, it's it's like a few hundred people, really, who are actually in it. You know, there's some people who dip their toes and whatnot, trying sure. to make it work, but yeah. the people who are really in it, it's a few hundred. We've talked about like that people, before. It's probably maybe a couple thousand in realistically, but like, you know, within the people who are actually watch enthusiasts also, because not everybody who buys and sells watches or is part of this industry is actually enthusiasts, but. It's true. Yeah, it's a we, very small community. So one of the things we touched on before was like when people pitch watches to us and they're like not truly sure, and then they start getting bounced around like the people that actually matter in the watch space that like actually pull pricing. And it's funny because it'll travel the span of the internet and in five minutes. Oh, the one watch? Everybody's seen that watch. Oh, yeah, Everybody yeah. knows it's available. You think you're pricing dealers against each other, and it's just like, it's just commun- instant communication. Well, the best is, yeah. When So you got a guy who offers you a watch, and you have a conversation with him, you give an idea of what it's worth, and then the next day, or 30 minutes later, you get a text from another dealer that you know, say, in New York, saying, hey, how much should I pay for this watch? And I say, well, I offered the guy uh, 7000 bucks, so <laughs> offer him sixty five. I guess. I mean, I don't know what you want to do. But, well, yeah. the thing, too, is, and like problems. nowadays, yeah, it's know. so common that it's it's not even like, hey, it's it's more like, hey, have you already seen this? Or, hey, would you offer on this? Because right. they know, they assume you already, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. So it, it is, it's, it's on a the very dealer small side, space. right? So. So you worked in retail originally, and then when did you get kind of get out of retail? So I, I did retail for two solid years in a Torno. We didn't have Rolex, and became like a million dollar salesperson, and oh. just had like so that that was that was kind of right. humble brag, yeah, humble brag. But the reason so why I mentioned that is because because that was such a big deal. There was like I think five or ten of us company wide, a thousand employees that could do that actually sold you know that much without rolex in the store mm-hmm. and then so they were you know i, I was lined up for for something I, I had gone traveling a lot and met a lot of uh industry people around the world like in switzerland and i was inspired to get into the industry either being a rep of some sort and back then in the mid 2000s all the reps you know today were literally salespeople. like there was well, some right. there was a there's a famous rep that's a huge executive now for omega and i remember we started at the same time or he was um uh 
a security guard for a for a jewelry store in 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 uh, Boston, oh, and got into sales, <laughs> and then went to work for a rep, and then became the president of that brand, and then like well, moved on, and that was a, an amazing story. Um, so I ended up almost being a rep for a few different brands, and I got the opportunity from within from Torno to to come and be a national trainer because mm-hmm. I had sold like the most Torno brand in the company and and watch protection plans and all that oh, other stuff. Taught so, you everything you know. <laughs> Probably not. Not even. He, he was actually a Torno way longer than I was. Um, and I did the national trainer thing for a while, and then the recession happened, and then uh, yeah. I've done a bunch of other things from then. From then, I ended up like managing a boutique on Fifth Avenue. I worked for Paddock for a few years, um, and then I got uh, a taste of. The other side of the industry, working in auction, and I ran the watch department for an auction house uh, for a little bit and developed it from scratch. We it was just it was a startup from Berlin, and we just kind of like had to start it from literally nothing and, and just had no resources. And every I was working with art people, no one knew anything about watches, so I kind of okay. just I I was lucky enough to have uh, Zoe who works for you guys, yeah. uh, and and have hers like my left hand, and then I hired someone company else. Was? What was it? Uh, it was Auctionado. Oh, Auctionado. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I met. That's how I met Zoe. Zoe came over from Auctionado. That's right. She did. Zoe went yeah. to Crown Caliber and uh, that's after. Right. Yeah, yeah. after Zoe, uh, I remember because oh, when we when we were doing a Hamilton Powell. Yeah, she. Yeah, uh, shout Hamilton. Out to Zoe in Hong Kong. Yeah, shout out to Zoe. Hey, Zoe. Evening. Right or morning. Yeah, uh, morning. Something, yeah. something like that, yeah. Shout out to Crown Calvert and ha- Hamilton and Jason. They're yeah. awesome. They're, they're great people. Sweet guys. Um, but yeah, so then I, I I did the auction thing for a little bit and uh, consulted. And that was kind of after the auction. I was like, I I had been consulting on and off. And then that just worked really well with independent brands, micro brands, anything watch related um, from like Eleven James to every right, uh, tons yeah. of different micro brands and some retailers, um, and then uh, Watch Time and help them redo all their digital and social and all that stuff. Uh, so Watch Time has a very special place in my heart, and because I've always loved the brand, and they were the true pioneers of of just the watch industry mm-hmm. and of of media. news and media, and right. just uh, and that's you know Joe Thompson was like a hero to me. So be able to work with him was such a such a big deal for me. Just sure. to, you know be able to talk to him and have him call him a friend is such a huge honor. I was like, okay, I can die now. Like that's that's great. Like <laughs> Joe Thompson was like, you know, he was the guy. So I'm that's great. Amazing. I'm just, I'm excited. I got so excited seeing him now with like this avenue, this channel with you know with Taninki, which right. now people can really see, you know, he tell he tells stories and like he has amazing stories. He has some amazing uh, right. experience uh, from the industry. If you if you ever meet him in person, talk to him. I mean, I mean the I stories like he'll tell show. you from like uh, from back in his days, you know, being a, a Gum Street reporter talking to uh, you know Hayek. Right. Uh, Swatch group and like his battle with Hyg and all that stuff, but he, he, he'll tell you the story. That's not my story to tell. So, how, but so, how did you get? Was it just one introduction to the next, or like, so like, how did you make it from retail to all of a sudden now you you know you're working with Joe Thompson? Um, it's it's uh, it was passion drive. Um, I was never ever a wealthy person, so I grew up like <laughs> lower middle class in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, son of immigrants. And I had to work for every single thing I ever had, like sure. every single thing. Worked my way through college, and, I, and I'd worked my way through college through a jewelry store, and then at Torno in that in retail. And retail, I, so I went to school for behavioral psychology. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm all about psych, and that's why sales is psychology. And that's why we're probably salespeople. We're really good about you know that because of our passion, maybe background in psychology. It's it's all psychology, and um, I knew I realized that to be good in sales, I needed to learn as much information like Tim Masso, who is like a walking encyclopedia. Huh. Like that's that's walking Google. Yeah, he's literally walking Google. So I mean, that's that was a huge thing for me. Learn everything, absorb all of it as much as possible, get as much information. Mm-hmm. And this way, if I could teach 
um, my clients something, then I could earn the respect and earn them as, as lifelong clients. Yeah. So, and that's why I should try you know, Tim has so much respect. <laughs> so some people, uh, you know, admire and respect Tim. 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 People, well, the best is when, like, we have a website, we have a huge sales team, and, like, we'll get people who send in an inquiry about a watch, and they go, hi, Tim, what's the best price you would take for this watch? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what does Tim say? Is he a salesman? Okay. Is he more? He's oh, more, he's oh more, no, he's not a salesman. I was going to say, so there's there's that difference. There's that difference. You, know, you get that. You, yeah, and I was like so hungry. I was like starving. For you different know? people. I mean, nah, well, he's yeah. He well, he was always been in media. He uh, in the Navy. He would he was a um, a writer for the Navy. I forgot the actual position he was at, but he's always been in media. He was like uh, I think he was on track to go to law school. Oh wow! So writing, and then he became he loved watches and. We found him, Shannon Beck, our president of Watch You Want at the time, found him when she was looking for somebody to help head our media because we thought, hey, the way to grow this business is through like media, blogs, and YouTube. And that's how, how we got forward to thinking. That's right. Yeah. She's, dude, I mean, she gave me my opportunity in the industry and she, like, extremely uh, forward thinking person uh, for this industry. She's not even a big watch person, but she just looks at it and says, all right, well, this is what we need, which. It's funny now because I have friends uh, who you know own their own companies and sales-based companies, and I'm like, listen, man, if you're not on YouTube, I don't care what you're selling. If you're not on YouTube, you're you're wasting an opportunity. Just get on and talk about what you know. Like, well, you know, I'm not going to be good. We're not good either, man. We're just on there. Talk. If you know what you're talking about, it'll be good enough, and people want to get to know you. But like for me, whenever I whenever I want to buy something, especially online. I try to look for an online YouTube re review and I find one that I like. And if the person is selling it, I absolutely want to reach out to that person. So that's the other part of it. So, so like Instagram is huge. YouTube paired with Instagram is like, that is the, the perfect vortex, I think. For, oh, agree. In terms of, you know, relationship-based selling or, or, or finding somebody you trust or like finding somebody who you want to buy from, you know? Oh, 100% agree. And, and, and we see that now with so many, uh, like, well, obviously, Govern Watchbox, uh -huh. what you guys are doing, which mm -hmm. is probably like the leader of the pack. We see what Hodinkee's doing. Um, you, you, we see, um, I, I love uh, Christian from Theo and Harris yeah. and, and the way he creates content and, 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 and he's, he's created a business from that. And yeah. he's, he's a young entrepreneur. He's such a, he's such a, he's such a, I met him when he just started the idea. He was right. a young kid. And he's taken it so far. And there's a lot of people who've, who've really, like what you just said, mastered that and, 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 created amazing content and that kind of led to a business oh yeah and sales uh well there's guys who, well you see like watchfinder does amazing reviews like the from six years ago oh i saw that yeah yeah watchfinder does really good reviews but from six years ago the youtube comment content on uh for watches was it seems terrible so so you know we got in the game and you know you have guys like federico talks watches who worked for us worked with us yeah, for a little I remember. while his yeah, yeah. channels uh, is fantastic so there's so many guys to choose from now and everybody's just up in their game constantly so except us you know jason and i just well, we just come yeah in we just kind of come in and do our own thing uh the one thing that's really <laughs> cool with uh with the, the followers specifically like and i know for fed and for our channel uh it seems like guys are really loyal which is which is really cool. Yeah, I know his viewers are. Oh, are they come really on and they loyal. hate us bad, dude. Our viewers, <laughs> our you guys viewers suck, really Federico for life. No, but I, I feel I like there's probably a good there's yeah, probably no, a good really uh, overpopulation of people that follow both. So. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but no, it's no, funny no, because I'm, like so like people legitimately people will say you know you guys suck, Federico's awesome. Me and Fred are buddies. <laughs> Every time I'm in South Florida, I see yeah, him. But there's, thanks. there's probably We're a good group of people that, that watch. I agree. Both I do stuff, suck. Federico is fantastic. So, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. There's a ton of guys in the chat that want to see the watches that are on the table that we didn't show you. Oh, so sorry, we've been them. talking for way too long. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys want to see? All right. So, well, so one thing we were we were trying to grab watches out of the 
out of the vault, and uh, I shot you a text, uh, Rob, and said, hey, what do you like? And you said, you in the list of things you like, you said independence. So I decided to grab the most obscure watches I could find. So there you go. So you got a Louis Monet, which I think that watch is fantastic. It's like the temp, uh, Tempo 21, I think is what it is. It's called. So this is a 20-second retrograde. Can we get a... It's funny, that it, it's funny that it's funny. It's a twenty-second retrograde and just fits that one little section of the uh, right. segment of the dial. The blue enamel is amazing. I'm, oh, it's I'm totally a fan bizarre. of the open work. I like the case. I actually kind of like how how thick it is and large it is. But uh, is right? like the thickness you're, of that I one? knew you were going to say something. <laughs> <about that. laughs> no, the watch is super comfortable. I mean, from so from a brand that makes uh, like a f hundreds of watches. That's about it. Yeah. You know, this watch, I think, did it say on the back it's out of sixty or like or so? How many did they make? This is number 40 out of 60. Okay, so they made 60 watches. Cool. And Ooh, the uh, finish is amazing. Yeah, the finish, well, so the hand finishing, it's very small, like a micro brand. Doesn't hold the most amount of value, but I mean, for a watch that doesn't break the bank, you get something that's super cool. You can certainly wear that to a red bar, right? Yeah, no, I'm, people are not going to get shamed. <laughs> that's a funny thing. I've been to one red bar, and I was probably shamed. That's why I left because yeah. I was wearing a pen and said, you're, you're, what the hell are you doing? It's the funniest thing. No that's, water that's... damaged watches here. So <laughs> it's, it's patina, I swear. You're like, this is spend more time under the ocean than outside of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's the, that's the funniest thing that I always hear. People always be like, oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm good enough to come to, to red bar. I'm going to be shamed. And I'm like, I, and be like, I got to wear, like, wear a top hat and a tuxedo. And I'm like, <laughs> come and sweat. You do. Like, I mean, yeah. no one judges. You bring a Guys swatch, you wear a platinum AP. This is a watch. You can bring a red, bear, a red bar, so it's a Moser, which also is an amazing... Here, hold on. Let me yeah, take cloth. the smudges off. Oh, yeah. That's better than my shirt. <laughs> what are you over here respecting watches for some reason? So, <laughs> I was like, I always had gloves and cloths here, on me at all times. Show time. that to the camera. That Moser's awesome. I bet you get some... You get some respect at a red bar for a watch like yeah, that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, any independence, anything really. I mean, so again, that's a that's a brand. Moser makes what a fifteen hundred watches in a year. So you have a, like an yeah. independent micro brand with an amazing sense of humor and also like great execution. What look at the case back? Yeah, flip that over. That's where the magic's at. Oh, jeez, that's a nightmare. Things are breaking. Everything. You just broke a tourbillon. <laughs> right. Um, dude, look how awesome that watch. The coolest is. thing about this is the uh, detachable escapement. Oh, it comes God. right out. It's very easy to indicate here. Yeah. yeah, and the finish. I mean, Moser is such an incredible, underrated, independent brand. Yeah. Uh, from like Schaffhausen, the stuff they do. If you go to, if you go to Schaffhausen, you gotta go see them, and go to the museum out Have there. Have you been there? Yeah, I, I uh, went in 2015. Uh, Ed and just Mike Margolis is like one of the yeah. industry veterans. He's he's the greatest. So him and. Uh, and uh, Ed welcomed me, and I got to see the factory and so how they, well, they don't, perpetual character. It uh, doesn't. They don't calendars. get enough love, man. I think Moser is is a fantastic brand, and they, you know, they make, you know, roughly the same amount of watches as a brand like FP Journe or or you know any of these other uh, um, independents that get more respect in the market in terms of dollars and cents, and also just in name, you know. But you know, they they tend to get. Kind of well, they they look down upon by a lot of the Swiss because they give the middle finger there. They love that. Yeah, they give the finger to the Swiss because I mean, that's because they're they're very anti-industry and yes. that kind of stuff. Because yeah. um, they're you know Ed's a young guy and he he you know, he understands so he wants to do I things. I feel like right him and away. I would get along. You guys would would have the best time. I he's, can't wait. He's to a great drinking buddy. He's amazing. He's a great. Buddy, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's an awesome guy. But to your point about it not maybe see, maybe doing as well, it's 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 us that needs to wake up. It's the U.S. That I agree. He doesn't do it well here. It does well in the East. They yeah. do. Well, in the Middle East, they do really well in other places. 
because um, those people are definitely, you know, they're savvy about these watches. Sure. They're like, this is an amazing value, and they're also maybe a little looser with, you know, with the money. Right. Um, where we, we're definitely a more conservative country. We're definitely more conservative about how we spend our dollars. That's why we definitely are spending more money on a Rolex that holds its value a little better. Um, but right. Mohs are something that we should, and I wish, as a, you know, as a, as a region, I wish we were a little bit more loose with our dollars in the sense where we took chances and we bought things that we liked, we genuinely liked, not because it's a safe purchase. Right. I wish we would buy things that be like, I actually like the way this looks. I like the fact that it's a perpetual calendar for a small amount of money. Right. And there's so many watches out there that are amazing values. And oh, yeah. a lot of it's like- Value mm, for dollars. Yeah, so that's, that's a huge to liquidity. Thing. You know, yeah. That's one thing when people talk about you know the value of a watch, they're talking more about liquidity, especially in the US. Yeah. So that's why you have a steel GM, Pepsi GMT for you know eight or nine thousand dollars more on the secondary market than a watch like this, which you is know, absurd. Hand finished white yeah. gold watch. That's white gold. Yeah, I believe so. Steel. Jesus, really? Wow. Wait, I could be wrong. So I'm no, often steel. <laughs> sure I mean, the steel. platinum. No, no, hallmark. I mean, white gold. Yeah, white gold. Oh, Look yeah. at that. I was right about something. Look at you. You call me Tim Maso. I think uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> one of the cool things with that brand is uh, yeah, it's he, it's got a very same market value right now. Sorry, Jason. I see reminiscent of wow. like a Ferrier. And if you're not willing to drop the, the Ferrier money, then I think uh, the Mosers are kind of a cool piece for to yeah. get into something with a, a independent aesthetic and right. independent and beautiful so movement. For the same money you can get these watches. You should get both, honestly. Yeah. They fit they it. fit in a in a uh, collection, I'd say. Damn, there's that blues. They're both blues. That so blues nice. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that was a great uh I'll show the, the Ant Fryer. You can do that. <laughs> so here's a, here's a watch from a brand go. that makes probably a few dozen watches. Cloth. You know what the funny thing is? I, I was just like, I've heard of that name, but I've never actually seen one of these watches before. Yeah. I was pretty surprised. Like, I haven't seen this. What is this? Yeah. What is this thing? In the office. Do, do, do. There it is. Okay. So letterer. I'm not going to pretend like I know what this is because I literally just saw Nobody it the first does. time here. It just has what Nobody's here, seen like, one this, of these. this detaches, and this magnifying glass kind of loops around, right. moves around. I think for the purpose of seeing this floating escapement and no, the no, engraving. No, frying ants. It's for frying ants. <laughs> for frying on, ants, on the on a sunny day. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the uh, the guilloche. But if you take a look at this box crystal, that's kind of cool. Let me go back we to get the, a... there it is. Yeah. See how that how that's raised? That's pretty cool. And then you have the finishing. No, not really. Okay. It's a solid, thick thing. It's a, it's like a three hundred dollar retail watch. No, three hundred thousand. That's what I meant. Three hundred thousand yeah. uh, retail. <laughs> not a couple zeros. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Three hundred. Yeah. Three hundred retail. You know what I mean? Three hundred thousand. Same to me. Yeah. So yeah, the big thing Spanish with with rub. this thing, uh, you know, Show obviously it's it's uh, <laughs> you know got the full tourbillon escapement. Um, you know, three dimensional dial, which is really cool. It's uh, I mean, it's different. Is it? So here's a brand. A great way to spend three hundred grand, probably not. Well, you um, wouldn't have to spend three hundred thousand on that yeah. watch. You could buy that watch like this. So we have this actually for sale for this. sixty grand. If you're into like fidget, you know, fidget, fidget spinners. spinners, you could play with this uh, until it breaks. I, I think it's a little weird um, that it only locks in one position, and then also the thing that gets me is you can't highlight the escapement, which would have been really cool. Yeah, see that would magnifier. Been, it's just a tourbillon. Nobody really cares. But it's you know, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't really line up. Cool this line up uh, right over. No, it doesn't line up <laughs> on the turbine. It no. should have. Well, you want to see the map of the United well, States. Yeah, that's Look, why. There's your, there's your home, Jason, Florida. Yeah, I think it's more like South. Well, that's why America. it's 59.5 now. That's right. So, yeah, uh, you know, you if you want to walk around, um, you know, with what could be a Lamborghini on your wrist for only 60 grand. Bam. And have that, well, The you know, Corvette that, price that for bam, a Lamborghini watch. Then I guess, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, so what Letterer is known for making movements for other brands. Mm. He does a few right. dozen of his own watches. This thing, I mean, realistically, it's special in the fact that, you know, a super high-end watchmaker, that watch is as funky as it gets. 
you will not meet another person wearing yeah, that it's watch. It's got a very like MBNF whether or not you want to wear it. That's something else. Like an Orwork or MBNF feel to it, I would say. Yeah, for a a quarter of the price of either of those. Yeah. Or like a a Grubel. Actually, it it looks a lot like a Grubel to me uh, without... Yeah, uh, I wonder how old this thing is. Where is this from? I, I really want to look this up. Where's 1895. This watch was uh, rescued <laughs> from the bottom of the ocean, and today for you, only $60,000. Where's Tim? We, do. we can call him. And tell him to ask about this. Is that all the watches? Yeah. Well, so I, that's... Mean, then I, just, I brought some random Ooh, watches. This is one of my favorites all around. I noticed every you day. switched that in the middle of the show. I, had, <laughs> I was like, I felt naked. I yeah. only had one watch on, so I was like, I have to put one on because I left the Batman Next out Next out of the box will be the Invicta. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you fit the Invicta in here? <laughs> that's titanium. So I don't want to show this off because this is like what I think is one of the, the most hidden gems, uh, and they zoom in. Thanks, guys. Uh, one of the most hidden gems <laughs> of the industry uh, of the of, of the you know, of, of the watch or just watches in general. It's yeah. it's a titanium Seamaster uh, chronograph, and like I said before, I love chronographs. So I mean, I'm using them constantly to time everything. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm traveling and everything, I'm cooking, whatever. Cooking. Um, but you can use I. I I want to wear a watch that I can take anywhere with me and, and take it in the water and not take it off and just like go in bodies of water traveling and not have to worry about it. So this that I can actually use the the, the, the chronograph in the water that it's solid. You can and it's use light. this chrono. You yeah. Can so Omega. Yeah. So don't, these don't, those don't unscrew. Oh, you yeah. just can push them. You can. They, it's one of the, one of the few brands that Good actually uh, <laughs> it'll work for a while. I'm sure it'll work. And this, I mean, it's don't get me wrong. They the titanium model was discontinued like in the 2000s. Bring it's us some water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See if we can break this yeah. right here on camera. I mean, I, I Dude, it's for like nice, 10 though. plus years, and it, it's pretty solid. This is a little tight on me. So too. I have like, a. Uh, fine. I had a strap. I have a wave dial, not not a chronograph, but I have a wave dial that's actually in getting serviced right now. So it could be water resistant again, mm-hmm. which it is not currently. But uh, I think they're cool watches, and for not a lot of money, you get an instant street cred yep. uh, with with watch guys, and you get something that's really robust and has some history, and it's it's freaking James Bond. I mean, like how right. how much cooler could it get? You know? Well, I'd say that if you are a watch collector, you don't have an Omega, but if you don't have an Omega Seamaster, I think you're making mistakes for the for the price point. Like I have my ceramic, so I have the 40.5 millimeter ceramic, oh, not the 42 now. So I have that, the blue, which I, I love. You have the uh, the original Bond, and I mean, now you're part. Of, we're all part of the club. This is super cool. Yeah. We should all wear these together somewhere. Yeah, seriously. You I want to go. There's some nightclubs around here. We can all just wear those together. <laughs> I love uh, I love the bright colors of um the, when they did the Planet Ocean, the original one, the 42 millimeter with mm-hmm. the uh, orange bezel and the orange strap. Like I love uh, that watch. Pops. Oh, you know who? Um, That's still on my list of watches I need to get. Who owns this watch? Uh, Armin in our office has the You're titanium right. rose gold version. That's oh, right. that's a really good one. Well, yeah. that, that has tantalum on it too. Yeah, yeah, tantalum, so, uh, tantalum rose which gold. Which they, they did. They made a new version. This one's of that more this year. me though. The blue and the and the yeah. patina. I always button. look at that rose gold because I'm, I'm always shopping for these. I just constantly mm-hmm. just have it saved on eBay, so I'm constantly just looking and, and, and sure. seeing if I buy one yeah. or whatever. So I'm constantly yeah. looking at them, and I always see that rose gold titanium, and I'm always like, mm, should I do it? And then I <laughs> always back out. It's heavy on the and wrist. I, that's the problem. Which this thing feels just like. My rate, my forty point five. That's right. what the great thing about that watch is very wearable it's because so light. that watch in steel is very heavy. What else we got in here? Um, so I mean, I like I like all different types of watches. I mean, Ooh, I got you know like like, a, like Patek and the vintage Dude, stuff and whatever. But I was like, that's cool. I you know what I was lacking? Hard uh, to get too. I was lacking a Seiko for a long time, and then I got a, a Pepsi uh, for a trip that I took. Patty, uh, the Patty Pepsi Diver. Turtle, and then I ended up getting the Sumo because I just love the case. 
everything about it, and I, I didn't have a green watch. I love how his voice changed when he started talking about the Seikos. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I feel about Seiko, too, though. So I can I, Your I, upper I, lip curls I, a little yeah, bit, identify talk that. about Seiko. His, so Jason's a Seiko. His voice like, changed not a little bit. He got yeah. me into Seiko. Look yeah. at that case. I mean, the Sumo is, is just... I, I When I was buying this, I was like, I just don't know which color I want. Yes, the, the yellow one's Hulk. really cool. And yeah. like, I mean, it's... Well, this watch is, is actually tough to get. And so I have... Thank you, eBay. Yeah, eBay. For the win, yeah, we're safe. I literally got it from Japan. Uh, it came Ooh. from it came from Japan. Oh, I'm buying way too many. I think that did you inhale the Japanese Japan air as you unsealed it from the package? I did. You instantly get. Oh, it smells like sushi. Um, <laughs> so yeah, because I ha- I have my Ninja just wrist funk. Yeah. And, oh, dude, it fits too. You and I got the same wrist. Oh yeah. yeah. Damn, that's it's a, see, it feels a little big, but I probably get you would get used to wearing that. It's a solid watch, and I mean, it doesn't have to be a thirty dollars dollar watch. It doesn't have to be a fifty dollars dollar watch. I got a red bar, and I'll wear you know a, a two hundred dollar watch, five hundred dollar watch. I love some micro brands. Like I, I have a, a few Spinnakers, oh. and like two three hundred dollar watches, solid, well made. Um, Martinero, some good stuff. Brew watches are like amazing and just really fun. And then I finally got into Seiko like last year when I was going you on went a trip, backwards. and I went. Yeah, I did. I went from Patek and I went down, and then I, <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I was like, how I'm do I not? This. Have Seikos, and uh, I ended up buying a couple. about this and the, the exactly. Patty. That's a problem. You buy one Seiko, and now all of a sudden you have thirty of them. Right. So I mean, I, I they're like rabbits. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I uh, bought one for my best friend. One of the Presage collections. I, I don't uh-huh. have one for myself. I need. I need my to wife has a Seiko. Yeah, cool. that's her every day. She has a, a Cartier for special occasions when we want to flex on. On the fools, and then she has her her Grand Seiko that she wears every day. Quartz, which Ooh. I'm so jealous. I, I yeah. like. I like Grand Seiko. I like Quartz. I, I like Grand love Seiko. Grand Seiko. Grand Seiko is doing amazing things, and yeah. I'm right You're now. I'm right just. Now. I'm just like waiting for the right one because I. I thought I wanted the Snowflake, mm-hmm. but it's not the. It's not the case that See I see the blue Snowflake now. Like the what? What, what are North they American it? Limited. The North Li- so I love that watch. Um, and I the only one. thing is the dial oh, is just. Uh, it's in between. It's not white and it's not blue. It's no. in between. Yeah, and it's like a ice and I, blue. me personally, I'm just like, mm, I don't know if I can it's, do it. It's almost like the uh, the blue on the date president. But it's yeah, not actually a snowflake. You know, it's flat. It's uh, yeah. I was. It's somebody it's was talking about the dial, which, which is nice. The great thing. So like Seiko figured out. They're like, listen, our movements are solid. Nice. People know this for our movements, but you know the dials. Let's just go hardcore on dials. Nobody makes better dials in mass than than Seiko, right? In mass, definitely. That's um, right. They make some amazing things. Maybe, Grand Seiko uh, is just so underrated right now. You know what's the, another Japanese company that uh, makes amazing dials is the um, the Citizens, the Campanolas. Oh, Campanola, yes. The, those Ultimate dials are like, I, nerd So when watch. those came into the U.S. Yeah, I market, know about them. I sold okay, <laughs> a ton of them through Torno when we got them in the U.S. market. I remember we had them, yeah. And I, everybody else was like, what are we going to do with these? I was selling left and right, dude. That's I was awesome. slinging these things for ten grand. It was nuts. That's amazing. Um, I can't. You they're sold awesome. a citizen for ten thousand dollars, dude. I wanted the, my well, the opinion of you has sir. gone down yeah, I, so I sold far. Jason. multitudes <laughs> of these things. The has got up. The uh, <laughs> well, they had, they had this whole shtick with um, there's like two guys, <laughs> two guys in the entire world that made these dials. They had no no fingerprints was the story because they they rubbed these dials by hand. And they had one that was like the story constellation dial was the lie, which was you know before I guess not before but uh, before the paddock. Constellation pieces were crazy money, I like that. but those are good shots. Yeah, they were they were uh, they were the thing. I think those dials are gorgeous though. They're they're like three dimensional. You can lose yourself in them. I hate to see these now. I, yeah. It's well, been a long time since I've seen. Well, you can get we them on eBay now, super cheap. That's oh, right. Cool. Oh, Campanella. So, yeah, yeah. They have perpetual calendar. I sold for like not for ten grand. I sold for like twenty five hundred yeah. bucks, something like that. But it's quartz perpetual. Mm. So what what's what do you got here? Last one. Do do do. Is this yeah. your grandfather's? 
No, I can we make fun of it or no? Yeah, you can totally make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love For this. For point watch. of reference, I wanted I mean, to understand. I was like, I need another Genta. And what other Genta than like a pole router? And I, I have, I don't know why everyone. I, I know a lot of people hate dates. I have no problem with dates. Uh, so I got the pole router date, guild dial with the crosshair, the twisted lugs, 1957. With uh, you can't see it, but it's got the micro rotor with Geneva stripes, and it's under two thousand dollars. One of the best deals I don't you can believe get. You. I can't a... see it. So <laughs> it <doesn't exist. laughs> the, uh, the the pole router is just iconic. You know, one of uh, Genta's first designs. In so. fact, it's not running, so I'm going to assume there's not a movement in the watch. <laughs> I haven't worn it a little bit. I just threw it in the box before like I came here. great fake watch you brought here today. <laughs> it's just a piece of art. Oh, man. It's 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 awesome. It's for for um, I wish I had the case back open, but, I mean, Geneva Stripes micro-rotor Genta design from for under $2,000. Uh, like, Universal Geneva's. You know? Look at that. It's running. I got it. Uh, huh. My good friend. Uh, Is it 36 or 34 millimeter? Uh, 36. That's sweet. Uh, Zach from uh, Warren and Wound. He, oh, yeah. uh, I told him for years I wanted one, and then, uh, you know, he helped me uh, acquire this. It's cool. So I mean, uh, as soon as it came up, he's like, "Hey, got this really good price. It was like under two. I was like, "Take my money." I was like, "Definitely." Yeah. I've been waiting for years for uh, for like a, a decent one. quality one. I'll give you five hundred for it right now. No, you're silly. <laughs> <laughs> completely, what a turn. completely honest with you. It's the one. Sector, or I guess not one, but one of the main sectors that just I don't understand for watches are those are those super vintage pieces. I, I just don't get the appeal. I I for me I don't dabble with vintage that much. I won't lie to you. Like I, very very weary about what vintage and and just so much has changed. So much has happened, and a lot of people just assume you know from like the from the fifties and sixties, and automatically you're now in 2019. But there was a whole gray area of vintage pieces that you know things happened in the nineties. A lot of things happened. A lot of watches are. Oh, have yeah. gone and seen through a lot of things. So I'm a little weary about vintage sometimes, depending on what it is. Like uh, Rolexes and a lot of stuff like that, I I, I won't really touch that yeah. much. But this is something that's a little easier um, to uh, to figure out if it's legit and it's it's it's, it's solid. There's a collector, this guy who, who was buying these Polar Hours who had a bunch of them, and he would literally just buy another one, another one, another one, just to try to get the best version of, of like this right. Polar Router. And he was that guy, and he just had a bunch of extra ones that weren't bad. They just right. weren't like perfect. So for me to get one of his watches, I was like, that, I'm awesome. happy with that. I well, mean, there's no incentive on a watch like that to fake it. You know, like they, exactly like there is for like you know if you get a Rolex Daytona yeah. or whatever. So exactly, that's, that's a mean, good way to go vintage. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to get ripped off and definitely get something with like an eagle on the on the dial or, you know like because that i mean how many of those were around you know? right. i mean all of a sudden the boom happened yeah. in the auction Sheikh now Mohammed like, is on the this is a gift for him i swear yeah and then there's like all of a sudden from like one auction to the next and there's like a hundred of them i'm like okay yeah. all right yeah. might not be buyer legit. beware do your exactly. homework kids all right man i think we're uh i think our cameraman left Think we're done here, man. But this was this was awesome. I had a great time here. I wonder if you could pick up both of them laughing at the same time when you said that <laughs> yeah. on the video. Just go back Wake ten up. seconds and see yeah. if yeah. This is one of the longer shows we I had. I, I'm I'm enjoying I like, this conversation. Yeah, I mean so. these are awesome. I think um, we need to get more guests on the show. Yeah, this is fun, man. This is cool. Well, Rob, thank you very much. Thanks for Appreciate having me. You, I, you know, so, you talk watches for hours, so. Well, we'll do it again for sure. It was a short drive. For you yeah not shorter drive for me yeah. but um all right guys so listen like always subscribe you can follow me on instagram i am mr thanos very simple at mr thanos we got spanish robin you also run another instagram as well yeah so uh on instagram i'm spanish rob and i also run the london watch That's for right. london jewelers uh yeah. if it's, it's in new york 
Yeah, in New York City, we have a bunch of stores in uh, in Long Island and one in Manhattan. Nice. Um, and we're London Jewelers on Instagram, but the one that I run is a watch-related, unbiased uh, kind of media outlet of mm-hmm. just all watches, not just things that we sell. I like I want it to be more than just you know here's a retailer selling. This is their Instagram. I want it to be a lot more than that. And uh, the good people of London gave me that opportunity to, nice. to, to to share that voice and talk about independence and anything and everything watch related. So it's at the London Watch. Very yeah. cool. And Jason uh, doesn't have social media. So uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on this. I think we have 68,000.